All right, people, this is this is a big one, to say the least. This is, I mean, I'm just going to come out and say, this is my first celebrity interview that I've had in three years now since 2021 on behalf of the 911 Podcast Network on a brand new podcast scripted series, Supermarket, which is available to stream on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. I am here with the star and creator of the show, Adam Merciano, as well as one of the co-stars, Janelle Heron. Guys, I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy to talk about this show. I listened to the first episode yesterday, and it is absolutely bananas, to say the least. And it is breaking ground in terms of just what is possible in terms of storytelling going forward in the digital entry, in the digital system. Happy to have you guys here. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. We were just texting earlier. We're like, we're so excited. So thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited to talk about the show. I'm excited to talk about you guys and like what drew you guys to this. And yeah. all that and more will be discussed on a very special bonus episode of the Talking TV podcast. Stay Aww. tuned. All right, Adam, Janelle, happy to have you guys here. This is this is a big one, to say the least. Like I said, so you guys are the stars. Adam, you are also the co- the creator of this brand new podcast, Scripted Series Supermarket. Just to give you guys what it is, the logline. Sitcom superstar Carson Carson gets blacklisted in Hollywood and society from his grotesque sex tape league. And now with his tail between his legs, he heads back to his small town in an attempt to reboot his life. Carson's then forced to reprise his job pre-fret pre-fame at the local supermarket where things quickly go bananas supermarket in just two months of its release has peaked at number one on the apple podcast comedy fiction charts surpassing twenty thousand global downloads on its sixth episode season over 140 ratings on spotify and apple Podcasts with a 4.9 out of 5 star average and has been listened to in 93 countries not to mention the fact that it also co-stars somebody who we actually had on the podcast previously sugits varigas of Kim's Convenience fame as well. Adam Janelle, I'm so happy to have you guys here. I wanted to start this off by asking you just before like the, I well, I mean, Adam, I obviously I want to know where the show came from. But first things first, I mean, this is kind of breaking new ground, right? I've been hearing yeah. and seeing like posts about this for like the last year about of these podcast scripted series. Podcasting has obviously blown up in the digital right. age post-COVID and everything. So I guess just before we actually get into the show itself, what would you say is it that like drew you guys both to like pursuing this as like a as like a different avenue essentially for storytelling? Like did you ever envision this as a show first or was it like, yeah. no, this is like going to be like a scripted series? Like talk to me about that. Well, in 2020, like COVID hit and I actually got dropped by my agent and because they were just clearing off their roster and they were just keeping the people who are really working. And I was so devastated by that. I was like, I'm just like, it really brought brought everything into perspective. I was like, you know, agents are obviously so important and we need them and we love them. But like, I was like, I should be getting out there and doing my own stuff and making my own work. And um, it was COVID, like I said, and I said, I'm just gonna take a year to just create my own content. And I was like, I don't have cameras and lighting and things like that. And especially because COVID was, we were all isolated. How can I create my own content? And I thought scripted podcasting, because we can do this all remotely. And so that's how this whole 911 podcast <laughs> thing started. And we created our first show, Cascadia, and then Ice Cream. And so Cascadia was a sci-fi show and Ice Cream was a horror. And so we were just kind of exploring through all the genres. And Supermarket was something that we've always had an idea of. 
we want to do some kind of sitcom podcast because there's nothing like this out there. Like there's no sitcom-y podcasts at all. So we thought, okay, why not try this? And so it was very hard to write the script because we didn't, most comedies are, you know, they rely a lot on physical comedy, right? You're seeing the physicality of things, but we didn't have that. So the alternative to that was either like just taking our performances and I, you know, Janelle can attest to this, like to a 10, like that was the physical comedy was our performances vocally, right? And just the absurdness of the script. So that's kind of what we wanted to explore was comedy. Cause like I said, we did two first, our first two shows were dark and we wanted to do complete opposite, like the hamminess sitcom, full blown comedy. And so that's where everything started. <laughs> Yeah, I was called Janelle. I wanted to talk to you a bit as well. Like, talk about like, like, was it basically like a similar avenue as well, or was there like a different thing that drew you to this? Like, talk talk to me about like how you ended up getting involved in this. Um, so our friend and also who plays Ember, Alex, messaged me and was like, "I think you would be perfect for this. Will you read the script?" And I said, "Yeah, sure, of course." Again, what was it, 2022 when she came to yeah. me? Yeah. Um, and I read it and I was like. I have to play Hillary. <laughs> she sounds so funny and awesome. And um, it was just easy for me. And she's like, okay, so um, Saturday. And I was like, Saturday? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Let's How fast go. these things move. Very fast. So fast. Um, and I just was very excited to jump on. I had no idea what I was doing. Totally. Um, and then when I got to the actual set, I'm – Again, I saw I saw Suja's too, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's so iconic." We yeah, it's kind of crazy when you realize that, like, "Oh my god, Suga kind of is like a like like an icon, basically." Like, I, I'll for me, he'll always be Mr. Meta. And then obviously, you know, I saw him, like it is it is one season run that he had when I watched The Expanse. But like, yeah, it's it's mm -hmm. it's like crazy how like the six degrees go together. And what's so funny is he plays on the new show Transplant, not new show, the show Transplant on CTV, and his character is Doctor Singh. And our show, he plays a, a manager of the supermarket called Suhil Singh. And I had no oh, idea. And, and potential sort of connection there is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, come on, people. We're in the age of post-Marvel. Everything is connected somehow. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Look at what happened with, look at what happened with Simu Liu. Like, come on. Yes. He's, one of, like, the, he's one of the biggest stars on the planet exactly. right now. But like exactly, like Janelle, Janelle came in, and I never met her. And you know, Alex is one of our producers as well, and so she was like, "Trust me, this girl's great." And I said, "Of course." So came in, and you killed it. And also, which was really interesting, was that you came in with a new voice. You you put on a voice for Hillary. Yeah. What, how did you? I'm actually curious because I didn't never talked about this. How did you come about with that idea? Um. So it's interesting when I read scripts, I see everything, and okay. I was like, I can't. I can't play Hillary with my voice. She like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It wouldn't like the, again, the physical comedy that's not there. It still wouldn't make sense. Like I'd have to change my voice. It's too yeah. deep. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, before I went to even like, before we started to, sh to record, I pulled um, Alex aside and I was like, okay, like tell me if this is a bad idea. But um I kind of pictured Hillary sounding like this and I started bringing my voice up and she was like, oh my God, please, please do that. <laughs> so that's, that's where it went. And then um, as soon as I got into the recording room, I was like, different voice. This is Hillary. <laughs> and what was really fun also was that sometimes you would dip into your real voice when it was like comedy, like when the punchlines would happen. And those hit even harder because your voice is a little deeper. And so we would hear like the Hillary voice and then it'd go down to that one. And it, 
punchline. <laughs> and it just hit the punchline even harder with that. So mm. thank you. Like that was yeah. really fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, just listening to the first episode, I was like, okay, not only is this one of the funniest <laughs> things that I've listened to in an age where, uh, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be one of those people that says that comedy is dead. I'm not going to be one of those guys, but it is definitely a lot harder. I would say to find yeah. good quality comedy. Uh-huh. I, I would say that a lot of it has become not lowbrow, but a lot of it has just become like, just not, not as good as what we yeah. used to love about comedies. And I feel mm-hmm. like, again, the fact that you guys are still out there, like still like doing good stuff for comedy, obviously it makes me happy. Thank now you. in terms of, in terms of right, like kind of the idea of like, like, like you, like you were saying, Adam, right during COVID, everything was locked down. We didn't really yeah. know exactly like where we were going to go content wise. I trust me. I can relate to that because that's kind of exactly where the talking TV podcast came totally. from. We were kind of at a similar predicament after COVID, but I guess just like what's so interesting, right, is what you were talking about. The fact that comedy itself is largely based in a physical, like, in a, in a physical visual medium. Yeah. It's like a lot of it relies on visual gags, visual, visual humor and such. So I guess kind of what, what I'm interested to talk about next is kind of bringing that to the audio format. Like you're aware, obviously going yeah. in that this is something that is going to have no visuals that people are only going to be listened to. So I guess what is your approach to that? Like, like do you treat it more like a play? Like do you basically use a lot of the same tricks that you would normally use when you're acting for film? Like kind of walk me through that process. Yeah, well, I mean, the show, the first two shows that we did were very super um, sound effects heavy. Like, we had a lot of sound effects and ambiance and super immersive. But with this show, the sets were really just supermarket, um, you know, the back room of the supermarket, and maybe, like, Suhiel's office and outside. Like, those were, like, the four sets. And it was super simple to sound design that. So, you know, we weren't, the show isn't as as immersive as the first two. So that's what I was saying. Like we needed to really bring that with the energy and the performance and the writing, right? Like the writing had to be, you know, constantly like fast paced and gripping and keep people wanting to listen. So that was kind of a challenge for sure. Because again, we didn't have the physicality of like slipping or falling on in the show or we you know what I mean, like things like that. So we had to really bring it in our performance. And I loved it because each actor has a different sound of, of their voice, right? Each actor, we try to do casting with that. We're very like different types of voices to keep it very interesting as well. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Janelle, what, 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 what would you say in response to that? Like, what would you say like you brought to it that really helped to like, amp it up and like and make it more than just like okay i'm just like reading this script you know yeah um i want to say just the energy alone with everybody um i would i would just put as much effort again the writing is so important and Mm -hmm. it the script itself when you're reading it it's just so exciting to begin (laughs) with so (laughs) um it wasn't hard for I think me and probably the other actors to really give and then while we're recording Adam's sitting there and he's listening he'd be like okay actually kind of say it like this this is how it's supposed to hit and we would have so much fun just playing um I remember the first episode when we were recording it we were all laughing there was just like that's just how you knew the energy we knew it was gonna be good just from that you know yeah yeah and it was interesting because the first episode, we all got to record together. We were all in the same studio. But then when we came to this, the rest of the season, which is almost a year later of recording because the writer's strike happened. Right. Um, we all had to record individually because of schedule conflict, right? And so we didn't get the opportunity to be in the same room. So that was also very hard because we couldn't really feel is this good? Is this funny? Like we were in, like, like you said in the pilot, we were all like laughing and feeding off of each other's energy. So in between, like when we're doing solo performances, like it was hard to like gauge if 
-hmm. it was like a good reaction. And I, we don't know even when you until you put it out how the audience is going to react. So it's a little scary comedy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, it is, to say the least, especially because, again, of all the genres, I feel like comedy is the one that's the most yeah. dependent on audience reaction. Like, yeah. like if you just take it, like, from the basis of, like, so, something like stand-up comedy, you know, like, it, it's pretty it's pretty easy to tell yeah. when you're having a good set versus when exactly. you're having a bad set, you know, because yeah. the audience is going to tell you, and they're going to tell you real quick, because if they're right. not having a good time, yes. yeah, it's going to become pretty obvious. Well, I can <laughs> safely say that, like, after listening to the first episode, I am absolutely a fan because just, oh, I mean, you. It, you know what it is? It's a perfect comedy combination of just like a very real life scenario but just making it like as absurd as humanly possible yeah. and like and what, what is it that like all the best comedians have said it's like taking the element of surprise but making it feel real and that to me is like where you get the best comedy from where again yeah. it's like full of tons of pratfalls and ridiculous scenarios and such but like the and just, oh my god the fact that the premise like can you just walk me through like what made you decide to go with like oh sex tape that's what it's gonna be you know that that that's what's gonna get this guy blacklisted from hollywood I mean, I just wanted the sex tape to be so apocalyptic that, pe like, in the first episode, somebody literally dies because of watching it, you know? Like, I just wanted it to be, and we never reveal what was in it, but it's just so <laughs> Which beyond. makes it even better. Which makes it yeah. even better. Like, the fact that, we, that we've heard so much about this stupid sex tape, right. but we never see it is even better. Right. And that's the, that's the fun of it, you know? You can kind of let it be your own imagination to that, but, you know not to spoil anything, but throughout the season, you really see Carson going from this absurd and crazy character that's so out of touch to near the end, like, well, all the characters kind of flip themselves on their heads by the end of the last episode. It's fully 160, mm -hmm. and, or 180, sorry. And, <laughs> and I feel like everybody just has that whole character growth and arc. And Carson is still absurd by the end. He's still nuts. But I think that like by working in the supermarket and going through what they go through in the season, it really grounds him a little bit and his coworkers also ground him too. They, they don't take his shit. They think that he's nuts. Actually, Hillary kind of, you know, she's a little, yeah. <laughs> she's trying to make everyone happy, but most of the, the, the cast or the characters in the show, they, they try to ground him, you know? So that's, yeah. it's fun to listen to that, that whole journey. Sure. Right, and also just in terms of the relatability factor of it, it's like, again, it's a total, like, not fish out of water, but it reminds me in a weird way of, I feel like, the show that really, like, put Canadian media on the map, which is Shit's Creek, which the Shit's entire Creek. premise of that show yeah. is, again, taking, like, the rich, high, and mighty and bringing them exactly. down to normal people's levels and then, like, then, like, essentially, like, becoming real human beings and going through these <laughs> exactly. arcs and such. So, so I was getting exactly. a lot of that. I was getting a lot of elements from that as well. It's mm. very Shit's Creek meets Superstore. Yes, like, that too combined you know and and but there's the storyline in itself is super original like what the characters go through and like the the plot twists and stuff there's a huge plot twist at the end so it's different but there it's very that energy so if you like Shit's creek if you like superstore those shows will you'll definitely like the show yeah like i like i said it's it, it's built on not not the twist but it's built on the surprise factor that is what always sells yeah. comedy you know you reel them in you make them think they're getting one thing and then boom you flip the switch oh, and completely give something the last different. episode the last right episode, everything changes like it's a whole you have the whole reveal everything and we even have a guest appearance from oprah on the show not the real <laughs> oprah but you know an oh, there's just so much going on. <laughs> could have could have probably fooled me. You probably could have fooled me to think. Yeah, that she was really great. Well. Oh man, she was good. Yeah. yeah, Janelle, I wanted you to talk about your character, uh, Hillary. So talk talk about Hillary. What who is Hillary? What did you bring to her exactly in order to like really make her stand out as a character? Um. Yeah, I just feel so. I have two best friends. My two best friends are. Uh, I have two best friends. My two <laughs> best friends are uh, both in HR, ironically, um, oh. and they are the most. They are the most intelligent people <laughs> on the planet. Um, very grounded, very uh, 
aware. So while I was reading Hillary, I was like, Hillary is very cute. Like she's she, she's she's trying. She yeah. wants everyone to be happy. Um, she's not like my best friends who are just like on the ball. She's right. just more like she's like. I just want peace. <laughs> no. Which ironically, I feel like is not a great person to be HR because HR, I feel like, needs to be like right. HR needs right. to be in constant conflict, or else they don't have a job. Yeah. Right, exactly. And in the first episode, she displays to me that um, <laughs> that she really isn't that great of like a person for HR. So yeah. I was like, well, I get to have a lot of fun with her um, and push my limits and. Uh, when we were recording, I had to actually shake my tits, <laughs> which is hilarious. In the scene, in one the of scene. the people dies. And, and Talk about getting into character. Pervert. He's mm -hmm. an old pervert, and he, she thinks that her human resources, which yep. you know, maybe are her breasts, <laughs> would help him revive. And so she's, and I remember asking him, um, Janelle, I said, hey. This is going to be very weird, but I need a retake of you, like, making like b-roll noises of you like like uh, you know literally you know it's like i don't think it's like i don't think we quite got that right the first time I, I think we're gonna need it to be a little bit more realistic sounding here yeah i had to record that in my closet too yes. at the house <laughs> so i had to get her to like pretend to shake so i needed that because we have the sound effect of her neck was shaking and stuff so i was like you need your voice oh my and god so i'm like please this is gonna sound weird she's like i got you boy i got you and so she's and oh she said that it sounded great <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's very interesting because as much as you like when you're recording, I found that I still had to be super physical. Yes. So right. um that's the perfect one of the best examples. Um so like everything I did, even when we're recording, I found like, oh, I had to like hold myself a certain way. I'm like, how would Hillary walk around? <laughs> and like how would she like see the world? So right. like even when we're like recording it. Yeah, it translates so. later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and so funny. I'm just going to assume that this is the algorithm just continuing to read my mind. But on you, my YouTube shorts, I've just been getting like nonstop clips of just like all the behind the scenes of like all the celebrity voice actors who've done like a ton of like the voices for like a lot of the animated movies that have come out over the last like 10, 15 years. And mm -hmm. it still amazes me how, again, even though you only hear their voice. They, how still physical of a performance is. It's yeah. why I've always loved voice acting. It's why I've always had such tremendous respect for voice acting, just in general. Like before we even before I even knew what podcasting was, like in my in my wee youth. But um, so obviously, like I said, I just have tremendous respect and just admiration you. for you guys as far as what you're able to bring to this, how you're able to still imbue and make these such fully fleshed out characters with only your voices. It's a, it's amazing to say the least. So I guess just my my next question is um, what's it called, Adam? So Obviously, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Carson for sure. But like, where did the so obviously so where did the idea for <laughs> supermarket specifically come from? Like, what like was it like I a don't thing? Remember, or... like yeah. this has been a two year process for sure. Like, we've been working on this since twenty twenty one, and the script has gone through very many variations, and the characters have been added and removed, and things have changed so much. So I can't remember the like original concept. I just remember I wanted to do a comedy. And I really want to explore the, because, you know, even, first of all, there's not as many sitcoms as there used to be. Right. You right. Know, people, really are. Like they're kind of dying. Yeah. But secondly, like, even when you do get those kind of comedy scripts as an actor, like for TV and whatever, they still want you to be very grounded. They still mm -hmm. want that realism. And I feel like even like with everything, there's, so every, there's such a realism to all the 
right. TV shows and movies, which is great, you know, it's, you know, but I want to really explore the full slapstick hamminess of comedy that we just don't get anymore. Right. I was like, let's just have fun. Like, and it's not super perfect any, either. Like the, some editing cuts were like not as perfect as our first two shows because I was so meticulous of everything. But this is like, I was like, I just want to have fun, be very loose about everything. Um, and I'm, I'm just, it was just a, something to explore and experiment and I'm glad we did it. So yeah. I, I don't know the original concept of it, but it would definitely been the making for two years. For sure. I mean, irregardless, just the <laughs> fact of it's like, I, I love what you brought up about like the zany comedy. Cause you're right. It feels like ever, it's so funny because like you just take what recently ha the award show that recently happened, right? The Emmys. Yeah. And you look at half the comedies that are in that kind of, they really need to rename it the hour and half hour long comedy because half those shows are not yeah. even comedies. They're really yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even the zanier, funnier ones, they still have like these elements of like being grounded, like Ted Lasso. Grounded being a lot more grounded and being a lot more like about yeah. like you know making yourself better and barry and the bear which are just shows that have become straight up dramas that just happen yeah. to be in the <laughs> half hour format you know yeah so exactly. like so like just that and the fact that like you look at i feel like all the comedies that like like i that like we kind of all grew up with you know like all mm -hmm. the comedies that we got in like the late 90s and throughout the yes. 2000s it's just like yeah. how the, like when people talk about how those comedies aren't made anymore it's just yeah. the fact of like it's that it's not necessarily that comedy isn't being made. It's that sense of comedy, that sense exactly. of loose freestyle fun, that style of like, okay, it feels like everything is like, oh no, the world is going to end and they're going to have these world ending stakes, you know? Totally. And, and that's, and you know, this, our show isn't for everybody either. Like some people might not like this type of comedy and that's right. totally fine. But I just want to explore that kind of campiness, that hamminess, that late nineties, early two thousands kind of comedy. Right. And just go with it, you know, because there is going to be people who like that kind of stuff or miss that stuff or feel nostalgic for that kind of stuff. And hopefully we did did it justice. I don't know. It's no, a love letter. Well, I, like I said, I, I could just say just based on the first episode, like I said, I cannot wait to go and binge the rest of this show. Uh, just based Get on ready. that first episode alone, like I, I am in. I am in and I desperately, not only do I desperately want more of this comedy, I miss this kind of comedy. Yeah, because like you. I said, it's just, I, I mean, it's funny. Like it's, it's weird because like growing up, I never really considered myself like, a comedy fan but i guess that's just because like i realized that like when i was finally starting to become aware of like what comedy was that's when it was already starting to shift towards yeah. like the yeah. more the more grounded real stuff and like you said that yeah. stuff is good i like it yeah. as much as the next person but like i'm just like man where is the zaniness where is the yeah. fun where is the yeah. slaps like, like i grew up watching i mean this is obviously a dated example but i grew up watching three stooges with my grandpa so like exactly. that's the sort of shit that i love you yeah. know but even like even i feel like we've had that kind of zany com like crazy comedy in nowadays like in animation form like family yes, guy yes Park. Like, that's very much that energy as well and we were able to do some animations for our show our creator co-creator antonio cordero he was able to animate clips of our show for promotion and they were amazing and he killed it and and it was very south park-esque too where it was kind of choppy the the, the animation right. stuff and i thought that was so interesting and fun and um, it gave the show another element to another like life, which is really interesting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's always interesting. I find when it comes to like, you know, like certain elements of where it's like, you know, like, like it's funny. Cause you mentioned being a perfectionist before, but it's like, my whole yeah. thing is it's like, it always comes down to the story first and foremost. Exactly. If the story is good, everything else will follow. Exactly. I really, I really, the really foundation. have found that. Exactly. It's, it, it's, it's, but my dad loves to use that medium because we didn't, we don't have, like I said, the gags, the visual gags, the, you know, right. all these things. We have to have a good story. If we don't have a good story, 
then why would you continue to listen? So exactly. that's the foundation for sure. Exactly. Now, I wanted to pivot a little bit, you know, as much as I want to get to know, like, Adam and Janelle as people. So, like, I would yeah. say, what is it that, like, got you guys into acting? Like, how long have you guys been in it? Like, what would you say? Like, like when did you, like, get the acting bug for sure? Like, if, if you, you know, like, just talk about that. Because, yeah. like I said, big part of this, I love to, like, get to know who my guests are as people, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. So, I guess just talk about that. You want to go first? Or oh, me, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love the rock, paper, scissors, back and forth. They're like, oh, everyone's always so polite. Like, okay, you go first. You go first. Yeah, you go. <laughs> um, I've been a very, uh, I've been wanting to do it since I was a child. I do little performances in my living room. I would, um, my mom would put on like a movie or my dad and I would perform as the, the movie was going. Um, and then when I got older, I would do like plays here and there. I did, I went to dance. Um, and then I got very shy, which is funny. So I was like, I'm never going to be in front of camera. Um, I decided that in high school, I was going to just go behind the camera. I was very lucky to have a studio, uh, like a TV studio in my high school. Ooh. So I was convinced. I was like, that's, that's my way in. Um, so I went to college. I studied film and broadcasting. I, I interned at CTV. Um, and I got a chance to see everything. But my heart was like, no, I got to do the acting. Um, as soon as I got out of school and graduated, I jumped onto this uh, short film. And I was just enamored of the whole process, seeing everyone from the crew to the actors working. And of course, the whole time I was just drooling over the idea of acting and just, I was like, Oh, I could do that. I know I could do it. Um, and just like what we were saying earlier about networking, um, that's what I did. I networked my way through. I did a bunch of short films as a PA and a camera assistant. And then I would just tell them, I would tell like the director, I'm like, yeah, I think like, this is what I want to do. I'm saving up money to go to my first acting class. And anytime they needed to fill in a quick role, um, I got put yeah. in. So uh, it was like, and they were so nice because they loved me. So like they would like give me the chance to like figure it out. Um, and then of, of course, starting there, like my first short film I ever did, uh, a guy that I went to college with saw that I was, promoting myself as an actor and he was like can you come on um I want you to play this role he's like I don't need you to audition I just need you to play Veronica and I was like okay and I went in and he was like oh my god you made my life so easy and he's like you really need to pursue this and I was like okay okay sounds great um went to took as many classes as I can went back to uh college for a year did a one of those massive programs uh, for dance, singing, and acting. Um, I left that agent that I had, jumped into one of the uh, bigger agencies, um, and I was terrified because she's like, you have nothing on your resume, but I love your energy. I love that you have freckles. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Those freckles get you far. Yeah. Freckles got me far. Um, <laughs> and... She's like, I'm just going to take a chance on you. And I got lucky, booked, designated survivor off of my headshot. Nice. And then she was like, we're moving into another agency. Do you want to come with me? And I was like, 
yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't be agentless. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, went with her. And then as soon as we moved, I booked Handmaid's Tale. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like, it was very funny. Everyone was like, who are you? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm me. She I, came I, in I don't swinging. know what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I just, it just, it's been a process. It's been over 10 years um, right now, you know, but networking, networking, networking is yeah. the biggest key. The, some of my greatest friends, talented, most talented friends, just for me being like, this is my interest. This is what I want to do. I want to figure out how to grow, be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and just taking chances and, you know, uh, figuring out what the right opportunities are, you will be able to go far. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I like, I, like, like I said, it's, it's inspiring to say the least. And like, it definitely gives, it definitely gives me confidence as well, as far as what happens once I'm done with school. Cause like I said, as, as people uh, who have been listening to the show for a while, know, I'm currently about to finish my final year of acting school uh, as well. But, so definitely gives me confidence like, going forward. Going yeah. To school, like it's so good. Cause like what Janelle said, it's all about networking, right? Like yes. you're making friends, you're meeting people who are going to be your peers in the industry. And like, I feel like that's the biggest thing about school is you're getting those connections that you wouldn't get any like it's harder to get those kind of connections so yeah that's good that you're doing that you know for yeah, sure definitely and i mean hey social media social media and, and the internet provides the opportunity for me to connect with people like you like i said yeah. because 911 was very very gracious enough to reach out to me which i thought was freaking awesome so adam so talk to me about yourself how'd you get into this this whole crazy my, wacky industry <laughs> yes yeah, my grandparents were doing i've been actors for so many years and so growing up around that i was like oh my gosh like i they can do it i can do it you know and i got the acting bug at a young age and uh when i was 13 i booked a sitcom called rent a goalie it's a canadian sitcom here and it was my first audition first thing booked it and my mom and dad were like oh shoot like he's gonna think this is gonna be an easy industry because he got (laughs) one audition booked it and my mom was terrified. She said, you know, it's not an easy industry. You just, you know, you're talented, but you got lucky. You know, you got to work at this, you know, you have to go to class. And so they enrolled me into acting class and I had a coach and she was right. Like after that, I kind of, it kind of dropped cause I got braces and I kind of was like nerdy looking and I wasn't booking for a few years. And that was hard. Cause when you're 13 and you book something big and then you just don't get anything, it's like, what? And when you're young, you don't really know, like it's hard to deal with the rejection, right? So. I got a taste of that really young and but i just knew that i have to keep practicing and keep working at it at the craft and um because it is a craft you know no one's gonna hire a brain surgeon if they don't know what they're doing no one's gonna hire an actor if they don't know what they're doing either so took the class worked really hard and then like in my mid to late teens i started picking up again started booking things a lot of like nickelodeon disney stuff um just small roles on certain things and then in my 20s got to do a bit more darker things like teenagers which is like a web series that was in Canada and it, it won a bunch of awards here, which is really cool. And I got to play like the, just this person who was into drugs and things. And so that was a little different for me and edgy. And um, I got to do different roles like 12 monkeys and alphas and sci-fi stuff, which was interesting. Cause like I said earlier, I was doing a lot of teen stuff, kid stuff. And so now I was doing like a little older stuff, which was fun. And then 2020 hit, like I said, and I was, you know, agentless. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta create my own stuff. Cause you always hear, create your own work, create your own work, create your own work. But I don't have the money for that. I don't have the connections for that, you know, that I should be having, you know, getting networked and going out there and networking and stuff. So 
I was like, let's let's create a fiction podcast, and that's what we did. And so here we are. Like I said, <laughs> now I have an agent. Now I'm working again. But yeah, but funny know, how that works, right? It's a, it's a thing that yeah. all my teacher keeps saying. It's like make your own stuff, you know. Yeah. And honestly, like I said, honestly, I think that with all the technology at our disposal, I think would be foolish to not pursue it, as you guys exactly. both clearly have. So, like I said, so we're pretty much gonna. So, so like I said, that was pretty much all the questions that I had for you guys. Thank the only you. thing that I wanted to end with this with, I, like I said, I always like to end this by asking you guys, what have you guys been watching recently? What is your favorite movie slash? TV show, book, really anything that you've watched slash listened to, you know, like any of the movies that are up for awards consideration, any of that. So Adam, we'll start with you. What is your favorite okay. thing that you've watched recently? It's so random, but I just, I am watching for the first time The Golden Girls. <laughs> really? Like in its and entirety, it, not just the clips. It holds up. Like I'm laughing and like they're making jokes that are like still relevant today. Oh yeah. Like, I, I'm a fan. No, <laughs> so th th those four could throw down to say the least. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. just just a banter alone. I'm like, man. Like, I, I, I'm like, I feel like hardcore gangster like roast fest would like <laughs> bow in comparison yeah. to some of the roasts that they had on that show. It was Rest insane. Peace to all four of them. Betty yes, Wright, unfortunately, I, yes. I never Betty. watched it before, so that you know. Yeah. Fun, right fun fact, actually, Quentin Tarantino. One of his early acting roles is he's on a he's on that show as like one of the Elvis backup dancers that they have no for one way. of their birthday parties. True story. True. story story yes i don't remember what? which season or episode it is but like when you see like a bunch of like elvis guys in the background you'll notice him you'll be like oh, no. okay okay yeah. Yeah. yeah and then janelle what is your favorite thing that you have watched that you have watched recently um shrinking on apple tv yes. it is so show. good fantastic yeah. show absolutely love that actually when we did our top 10 tv shows of 2023 last year and that made it into my list as well um and, and also you? Yeah, me. Oh man, oh, that's tough because I, I I've watched so many things. I just recently watched. You guys are gonna you guys are gonna think this is crazy, but I actually just re recently watched Mean Girls from 2004 for the first Ooh. time ever. I'd never seen it before. Absolutely loved it. It was spectacular. What? Everything that people have been saying over the last 20 years, it's all true. Yeah, like, I absolutely. It, yeah, it's like it's all true. I admit I was out of the loop. It, it's absolutely fantastic. All the quotes, everything. She doesn't even go here. It's absolutely great. They actually filmed that here in Toronto, fun fact. That makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> and it was, oh man, you want to talk about it again, just a throwback to just comedies that we don't get anymore. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like a comedy that like can be both funny and slapsticky, but also like intelligent yeah. and not talk down to its yes. audience. Who yes. knew? What a concept. Yes. And then, but actually, also another first time watch of mine. Like I said, I'm, I'm still trying to catch up on a lot of movies that I've unfortunately missed over the years. I watched uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley with Matt Damon for the first time ever last okay. night. And that was phenomenal. That. Phenomenal, to say the least. So, yeah, that, that is awesome. what I've been watching. But I will be listening to Supermarket yeah. when I am done with this. Like I said, you guys should absolutely go listen to it. It's available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much any place where you guys can go listen to podcasts. It is an absolute thrill. You guys are really, really going to enjoy it. Adam, Janelle, thank you so much for joining me on <laughs> this episode you. today. Hopefully, like I said, this will not be the last time that I see you guys. No. I would love to have you guys on to maybe co-host an episode or two oh, here yeah, and there going forward. Yeah, like I said, I'm always watching new stuff. I'm always looking for new people to come on. So, that being said, guys, if you have any social media plugs that you would like to plug other than supermarket, anything like that, let them let the people know. Yeah, I hit my um, I'm anyway. Adam Merciano, M-U-R-C-I-A-N-O on all socials. And you can follow our 911 account, which is 911 Podcast or underscore 911 Podcast on Twitter. Yes. Um, I just have Instagram. <laughs> 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 we love that. 
<laughs> just as listen in the, in the modern digital age that is exactly what we need well like i said thank you guys for coming on you two are great i cannot wait to go and listen to the rest of this show as should the viewing audience like i said go listen to supermarket pretty much anywhere where you guys can listen to podcasts as for myself i'm of course dom the movie nerd follow me at movie nerd reviews across all platforms at official talking tv podcast across all platforms this episode is available to watch on youtube subscribe to us if you're watching on there if you're if you're listening to this on twitch go follow us on there and this episode will be available on spotify and apple podcasts tomorrow once i finish editing it and as always people from myself from adam from janelle 12 scenes in a short film and watch more fucking movies we'll see you guys tomorrow with our oscars <laughs> prediction episode stay tuned Bye.